Welcome to the Wednesday, October 20th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We have got you covered on an abundance of action. We've got the baseball playoffs, the NBA, some live movements in the football world, a lot to get to. So settle in and we're going to get you set in up to 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever time you're listening to us, boys and girls. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Foljam, I'm Joe Fortinball. A lot to get to on the Wednesday card, but we're going to start with something that pertains to Thursday's NFL action. Baker Mayfield has been ruled out for Thursday night's home showdown against the Denver Broncos. The line obviously has moved as a result. The Browns were a three-point favorite this morning. They've now dropped down to minus two and a half, minus two, depending on where you look. The total has moved as well. It was sitting around 42. It's dropped to 41. This game originally opened Cleveland minus six, but there are so many injuries to worry about. It's been steadily coming down throughout the week. Tyler, you and I aren't on the podcast tomorrow. With that news that Mayfield's out, does that influence you one way or another with the side of the total for that game? Yeah, I think a little bit. Um, it was already looking like, a, you know, a rock fight anyway when Denver and Cleveland are involved, especially with the injuries on the Cleveland side. I mean, it's not just Baker Mayfield. Neither Kareem Hunt nor Nick Chubb likely to play. Jarvis Landry still out. Odell Beckham Jr. might be out. They're starting tackles. Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wells or Willis or Jedrick Wills, I should say, might be out. They're starting center J.C. Treader and their, uh, you know, dynamic young rookie linebacker Jeremiah Wosukoromoa. So the, the mash unit is big for Cleveland. So getting Teddy ATS at plus one and a half with a healthier team. You know, that, that intrigues me. And then the total of 41, it's, you know, kind of hold your plug your nose and bet the under there because imagine 20 points is all you need to win this game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I play the under here. Both teams rank 27th or slower in pace. You don't see a whole lot out of Denver's offense, especially when they go on the road as of late. Um, I don't think you're going to get much out of Cleveland. This is going to be your classic messy Thursday night game that doesn't produce a whole lot, in my opinion. I wrote it up this morning because we were getting our chalk picks in. Uh, It was 42 and a half. And I was like, I feel pretty good on the north side of 42. Then the injury occurred. And I was like, damn it. This is going to go to print well (laughs) after that occurs, which means I'm going to have to adjust. So I'd still play under at 41, just not nearly as much. All right, let's start with some baseball before we get to the big NBA card. I'm going to take a shot on the ALCS today between Houston and Boston. I'm going to play under nine and a half runs. People might think that's crazy given what's happened so far in this series. Nine runs in game one. 14 runs in game two, 15 runs in game three, 11 runs last night in game four. little lucky to go over the total last night late in that game. But I think now we're getting to a point where we're inflating the totals. It's sitting at nine and a half for tonight's game. And I think you got an opportunity to go under here. This is a rematch of what we saw in game one between Chris Sale and Framber Valdez. Now, both guys are lefties. Both teams hit lefties really well. But the logic here is that this series is tied 2-2. This is game five. Every breath is going to be micromanaged. Everything. And we already see that in the playoffs. But this is that quintessential must-win game that we talk about in the playoffs all the time. And no one is going to get a long leash. If you're breathing heavy on the mound, they're going to the bullpen in this one. So I don't think you're going to have much of an opportunity to touch up either pitcher unless – Either pitcher's absolutely dealing, at which case they're going to get an opportunity to go deeper into the game, but that's going to be good for the under either way. 
So I think we've gotten to a point in this series where everyone's looking to overs because of the explosive nature of what we've seen offensively from both sides. This is the time when you zag while everybody else is zigging. I will go under nine and a half. Now, I know you are stacked on tonight's NBA card. I also saw that you had the Warriors as the dog of the day on Daily Wager yesterday. Congratulations on that. You're off to a hot start. What do you have for the people? All right, let's uh, start with the first game you'll see on ESPN. I'm a company man. Celtics visiting the Garden in the New York Knicks. Uh, this uh, side is moving towards Boston. Uh, when I woke up this morning, they were a two-point dog. Now they're uh, a point-and-a-half dog. But I'm going to attack the total. I'm going to go under 216-and-a-half. Uh, a game featuring Tom Thibodeau and his team at home. Prime time. You know he's going to want to um, – He's, he's going to want to see a defensive effort. Uh, so 216 and a half in a modern NBA game is low, but I'm going to go under that because Boston is a team that uh, is defensively um, adept as well with Marcus Smart, Time Lord, Robert Williams, um, Kemba Walker. It's kind of a revenge game for him as well uh, back in his home uh, city of New York, uh, taking on Boston. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, the spread indicates they expect it to be close. So overtime is a concern, but I'm going to go under 216 and a half given that the Knicks and the Celtics are involved. The late game in Phoenix featuring the Nuggets and the Suns. The Nuggets getting six points here, and I know the Suns, you know, obviously were a great team last year that went to the NBA Finals, but I really do think that was the 99th percentile outcome for the Suns uh, last year. I think they I think it's going to be so hard for them to be as good as they were last year. And it may seem like a letdown. I don't think they're going to drop to, you know, like an eight seed or out of the postseason. But I have a hard time thinking they're going to be a top two seed in the West again this year. I don't think they're going to be one of those teams that's winning well over 50 games. So the Nuggets, who have been, I think, a more traditionally over the last few years, dominant basketball team with the MVP Jokic. No Jamal Murray, but they have Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Will Barton back. They're a deep team. I kind of like taking the six with the Denver Nuggets here. As a matter of fact, Joe, this might be how I back up the Warriors as a dog of the day on Daily Wager. You'll have to tune in today on ESPN2 (laughs) at 6 p.m. Eastern to find out. But another prop I love in that game is Michael Porter Jr. over 20 and a half points. It opened at 17 and a half. And again, with no Jamal Murray, this is going to be the Jokic and MPJ show. He just got a $200 million max contract extension. And if you saw him play in the preseason, this guy is a walking bucket and like the Kevin Durant style, the Kevin Durant mode. He can just get it anywhere and everywhere he wants it. He's a potential 50, 45, 90 guy. Uh, That's how good he's been from deep in his early career. So like Michael Porter Jr. over 20 and a half, uh, another Another game that I like is the Kings Trailblazers, total of 234 and a half. And you're thinking it's the Kings, the Trailblazers, these two teams defensively inept. Offensively, they just go, go, go. But I really do think that the Davion Mitchell pick of the Kings is going to turn them into a mediocre defensive team. Go from an awful to a mediocre defensive team. And so I'm going to play under 234 and a half. That's dangerous when Dame is involved and when uh, De'Aaron Fox is involved. But I really do think the Kings are going to surprise, especially early in the season, how good they can be defensively. I think that's going to keep them in games with Davion Mitchell, who can guard the C.J. McCollums and the Dame Lillards and make them a little less efficient. So I'm going to play uh, under 234 and a half with the Kings and the Blazers, which seems sacrilegious, but I'm going to give it a shot here with the first game of the season and see if I can beat the market to a, uh, a trend that I'm thinking may play out with the Kings. Very nicely laid out. I'd agree with you on the Nuggets pick and taking all those points. A Phoenix is going to be overvalued coming into the year. And the last image we have of them is going to the NBA Finals. What a surprise. I think you said it very well that that was the 99th percentile type season. 
and now there's nowhere to go but down. Maybe right. they sustain, but I don't yeah, know if right. they can go any higher. Right? <laughs> right? Like I don't know right. if you can go any higher. I'll throw two games at you tonight. Very ugly games. Minnesota minus five and a half over Houston. I'm high on the Timberwolves coming into the season. And what that means is fringe playoff contender over 34 wins. It doesn't mean anything close to contending for a title. I want to be very clear about that. But when you say high on the Timberwolves, based on what we've seen for the last 20 years, that means maybe they finish just under 500. I think that's what's going to happen. You go back to last year, they started the season with head coach Ryan Saunders. They won 22% of their games. They ranked 28th in offensive rating. They fired him. They hired Chris Finch. They go from winning 22% of their games to winning 39% of their games. They go from 28th in offensive rating to 17th. They got a lot better, and they closed strong down the stretch. Seven and five straight up, seven and five against the spread over their final 12 games. D'Angelo Russell only played 42 games last year. You got year two of Anthony Edwards, who got very good as the season went on last year. Houston was abysmal. They won six of their last 51 games last season. Now they bring in Jalen Green, and obviously they should be better this year, but it's going to take time. And I think this is a Minnesota team that's ready to pop a little bit. They're ready to move in the right direction. I'd lay five and a half with the T-Wolves. I'd also lay the five with the Bulls over the Pistons tonight. Chicago Open is a three-point favorite. It's now up to five. No Kate Cunningham for the Pistons. Uh, Detroit, abysmal last season, as everyone knows. 20 and 52, second worst record in the NBA behind Houston. Cunningham was supposed to come in and help that, obviously. But he's not going to be able to if he's on the bench tonight with an injury. Chicago might go through some growing pains early with this new roster. But Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic, um, that, that's stacked. Like, that is absolutely stacked. Now, they fell off last year after the Vucevic trade. But you bring him in. You got to get used to how he plays. Big time on the defensive end of the court. I like what this team is bringing to the table. Maybe they're a bit overvalued coming in, but I think they handled their business against the Pistons. So Chicago minus five over Detroit, Minnesota minus five and a half over Houston. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. 10 minutes of the bets you needed as promised. Subscribe, rate, review if you haven't already done so. It means a lot to us. We will be back tomorrow morning, but for more today, you can catch us on ESPN2, Daily Wager, 6 p.m. Eastern.